Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. Another edition of Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. April 23rd. Had some action last night. UFC Nashville went down. We had Bellator on Friday. and some boxing action on Showtime. Yesterday had Cub Swanson beating Artem Lobov in the main event, the much-anticipated main event. Of UFC Fight Night. Everybody was bleeping on this uh, this main event walking into it. Everybody, What's Artem Lobov doing on a, in a main event? I mean, we could all see the writing on the wall with it. Like, Artem is getting that position because he's Connor's boy, and that benefits, you know? Uh, it's it, 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 So it put him in this position where he called out a guy in Cub Swanson, who is you know, one of the most decorated featherweights the UFC's ever had. He was just in the fight of the year. Um, where, you know, this this fight that he had with Duho Choi, one of the best fights you'll ever see. And so they put him in this matchup against uh against you know Connor's guy, and we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a slugfest. You know, you know Cub's not gonna shy away from con- from conflict. That's not who he is. And he ends up kind of showing the difference between the both. He gets a unanimous decision. Uh, I thought he had the thing handled the entire way, just super versatile with everything he was able to throw at Artem. Artem is uh, he's got a good moniker. He's got a good kind of thing with the Russian hammer, even though he's got Irish trunks cause he trains out of Ireland. It's kind of weird. It's a weird, confusing thing with Artem. Um, but Cub was able to, uh, to prevail on that one. I thought the most interesting thing from last night was ally Aquinta, man. I thought that was the, that was the big headline grabber out of yesterday. It was this guy who was out of the sport. For the last two years, he had a public beef with the UFC and said he was never going to fight again. I mean, this was just months ago where he said, I'm not going to fight again. I'm not going to fight under my contract. Uh, openly went on to uh, other other shows and other platforms and said he's a real estate agent now. He's getting in the real estate game uh, that he just couldn't fight on his current contract, that he was losing money because of rehab. And, you know, just just has this uh, this tremendous knockout performance against an absolute legend in Diego Sanchez, uh, tough, durable Diego Sanchez, just just flatlines a man. He, he ends him quickly in less than two minutes. So, I mean, that that was a, a pretty, pretty awesome performance by Ally Quinta. So then he gets with Brian Stan, and I guess there was some booze going, and I, I get how that can go with a guy. You just beat a guy in Diego Sanchez. Everybody there is excited to see Diego Sanchez in the co-main event. And the guy just walks through him, walks through him in, in less than two minutes. And you could tell that this ally Quinta 
I mean, he's had edge to him before where he's absolutely just mother bleeped the crowd. I love it. I think the UFC needs more guys like this. But, you know, the problem is how, how much are they going to take to this public ripping from the guy? You know, the UFC, he comes up afterwards and he tweets out after yesterday's fights, hey, UFC, go bleep yourself. Then he tweets, this place is going to get wrecked. Then UFC tweets out the bonuses. You would think Al Iaquinta, after having a knockout performance against Diego Sanchez, and I saw that Mike Perry knockout. That was amazing. Cub Swanson, Lobov, fight of the night. I guess you got to give a fight of the night to somebody. Uh, but he gets, he gets stiffed from the, from, the, from, the knockout, from the knockout of the night or performance of the night, and he just tweets out, bleep you. I think it's great, though. You know, you kind of need these different type of guys. It can't all just be, ah, you know, whatever the matchmakers say against me, whatever the matchmakers say against This has been a big deal with the UFC, man. The big One of the big stories that has bubbled with the UFC since the sale has been the unhappiness of fighters, and they're unhappy with their pay, and that goes from the bottom of the roster all the way to the top. I mean... A lot of guys have been upset ever since the Reebok deal kicked in. You've lost fighters to that. Guys who have, you know, made tons of money in sponsorships decided not to fight anymore because they weren't going to just settle for the 10K it was to wear Reebok when they were making 10 times that. Um, and that has led a lot of guys to 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 jump ship to Bellator. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't necessarily say you've lost. The cream of the crop, but you've lost some good guys to Bellator, man. Rory McDonald, Lorenz Larkin, you know, Ryan Bader. These are these are good fighters that were that that made the UFC's divisions uh thicker. You you know, you haven't quite lost that champion yet. You lost a former champion, Ben Henderson. Um but this ally Quinta with his rage against the against the UFC machine type of deal, man, I think it I think it kind of should be continue to be his thing. You know, be bitter that he is going to continue to take fights against the UFC. Be bitter with his contract. Be upset. Um, I liked his his story coming into this week. Why did he, you know, decide to come back? And, you know, it was a bit reserved to where he was saying, you know, he's upset with the contract, but at least he knew he could make money other ways. He doesn't have to rely on the UFC. So there was some beauty in that, that he, that he found something else. You know, but the thing I think that has to be frustrating for him is he comes in there and he just steamrolls through. I mean, one of the, one of the just iron men of UFC, Diego Sanchez, man, the dude who, who, I mean, you have to, you have to take a, a, a sledgehammer to him to, to stop Diego Sanchez. It is not an easy feat. And he makes it, he makes it look easy. And I think that, you start feeling if you're ally Quinta, like, yeah, why did I ever leave? I took two years off and look where I belong. I belong not just in the co-main event, but the main event of these fights. A guy's getting a main event fight in the UFC because he's boys with Conor McGregor. I'm here knocking out Diego Sanchez. And so I can understand the chip on his shoulder, but I like it. I like, I like the fact that, that uh, ally Quinta is being, you know, so pissed at the UFC. 
Is it going to do anything for his contract? I don't know. I think he continues to, he's got to continue to win fights. He's obviously in a very difficult division with being at 155, which is in a holding pattern by itself right now. But I'd imagine because of having a performance like this, will he shoot up the ranking some? Will he get uh, some kind of a boost out of this? That'll be interesting to see because, you know, he was 14 going into this. You beat an unranked guy, but an absolute legend, you know, but he should definitely get and start getting into this mix of, you know, the top 10 of, of guys at lightweight and, and really get back on track. The problem is, you know, he's, he's kind of in this position now where he says, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fight these monster guys in my current contract. So does he hold out? Does absence kind of make the heart go fronter? Does that become his thing? And do enough people care about Ally Quinta being missing uh, for it to have an effect? I don't know. But if I were him, I would start going on these media tours. I would say that I'm not going to fight again until I get a top five fight or whatever. Or I'm going to get my contract restructured. It was just, I thought it was, uh, it was pretty cool yesterday because I, I, but I almost wish you went all the way with Brian Stan. Like it, it you know, it took until you were off national television to to go full raging when you're raging with reporters and you're raging on Twitter. And I would like him, I would have liked to see him do that right there on Fox. And even Brian Stan's like, hey man, keep in mind we're here on Fox. I'm trying to remember what the card was for Al Quinta where he's just like, You're booing me? You out here booing me? But you know, not everybody could be the good guy. Not everybody could be out there pining for the crowd's um, approval. You know, too many people go out there and, and they say, ah, no, I, you know, they're just, they're begging for cheers. And like, why? Why, why, why is that such a big deal? And for this guy, it's good that he's, he's, he's mad at everybody. I like that. I like the fact that he's got this kind of ruggedness to him. And, you know, to think this is a guy who, you know, his last wins are, Diego Sanchez, Jorge Masvidal, who's maybe a win away from getting a title shot at 170. Joe Lozon, who's another guy. I don't know if you put him in the legend category, but the dude is an absolute great as far as durability, more UFC bonuses than anybody. Um, you know, this guy's no joke, man. And he comes out yesterday, I think, just looking fantastic. You also had uh, Ovin St. Pru getting a win and doing it with the... Uh, the what is the the uh, Ovin Saint Flu or whatever the hell they called it? It was uh, it was cool. He put with this uh, Von Flu, cool uh, cool choke. How did that not get submission of the night, man? That was, that's uh, that's surprising to me. Brandon Moreno, I didn't uh, I didn't even get to see his. Uh, I wasn't watching prelims of UFC Nashville, so I missed out on that one. Maybe it was fantastic, but um, I can understand why Ally Quinta was uh, was upset. But good for him, man. I'm glad that. I'm glad that he's out there and uh, not pulling any punches anymore, you know, because you can tell, like, it, it, it's something that I'm sure makes him uncomfortable because, you know, who's ally Aquinta as far as superstar status goes? But, dude, certainly has some personality to him. This is a guy I think people could definitely get behind. You know, the everyman, the guy who, you know, doesn't feel like he's getting his worth, who can't get behind that story. And the thing that I, I wonder is interesting to the UFC it's not as personal as it was uh, back in the day where it was just run by the Fertitas and Dana. 
you know, it's kind of this mystery WME, IMG um, conglomerate that is actively trying to put together the, the Mayweather-McGregor card so that purity is not exactly what it used to be, I guess. So I wonder, I wonder if they even take this person. This makes for good drama. It does. And I don't think it, I don't think it's going to affect the UFC that much um, as far as losing the absolute top guys, but it certainly is affecting some of their depth. I mean, that's definitely happening. You lose guys like Lorenz Larkin and, and Rory McDonald, and you lose guys like a Ryan Bader and a Phil Davis. You know, that 205, that 205 had Phil Davis and Ryan Bader in it, you'd feel a little bit better about it. Right now, 205's in this bit of a, a thin holding pattern. But there is news with UFC uh, with the UFC's light heavyweight division. Uh, we got clarity on the title picture as far as John Jones, his return, Daniel Cormier, his title defense. A lot of names were, were kicked around this week. Plus, uh, it seems like there's the most significant movement we've had with McGregor Mayweather. We'll get to that after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin here with you. Seema Tommy Guns out this week. They'll return next week. We got a bit of a lull going on as far as mixed martial arts is going to happen. The next UFC fight is not until May 13th. That'll be UFC 211, which is a sick card. Steve Amiosic, Junior Dos Santos, Jonah and Jacek, Jessica Andraj. Damian Maya against Jorge Masvidal. ATT represent on this card, man. Frankie Edgar, Yair Rodriguez, Henry Cejudo, Sergio Pettis, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier. Good God, ATT represent on this. Dos Santos, Jacek, Masvidal, Poirier. Christ, that is a lot of Coconut Creek on that card. So you guys can check that out. That is going to be fantastic. Can't wait till that closes in, but that's not for basically another three weeks. Uh, until we got that. I don't think Bellator gets going again until I think Bellator kicks up again like at the end of May because I think that's going to be Rory's debut. I think it's going to be London. And Paul Daly with his flying knees and, uh, and Rory McDonald with his uh, Canadianness. I don't do a good Canadian. I do a good GSP though. Rory is going to fight. It's going to be fantastic. He's my protege, and uh, he had that fight against Robbie Lawler where he got his nose busted in, and now he's in another promotion. Bonsoir. So we got that to look forward to. He had uh, Patricio Pitbull this week. He uh, he beat Daniel Strauss in the uh, second round, won his, uh, won his uh, featherweight title again, won the featherweight title against him. So that's cool. He had that going on in Bellator, but they're not going to be on again until the end of the month. And then boxing-wise... Uh, that is really what's going to crank up over the next two weeks because we have next week from Doyle London, we have, um, Anthony Joshua against Vladimir Klitschko, which is a hell of a clash. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, and a huge test for Anthony Joshua. You know, he's getting fast tracked right now. This is, this is the guy they're kind of strapping the rocket to as far as the heavyweight division. And he's taking on Klitschko who, you know, most recently, we saw him losing to Tyson Fury. And so this is a huge step up for Anthony Joshua. But is he going to get uh, what what Klitschko is he going to get? Is he is he going to get outpointed by Vladimir Klitschko? 
And one of the things that was interesting with the Klitschko Tyson Fury fight was not a it was not an aesthetically pleasing fight. You know, Tyson Fury for as big as he is, he, you know, he he spent that fight like dancing around and frustrating Vladimir Klitschko. It was a it was a it was a wild affair. Um, but I remember I remember Shannon Briggs saying this leading up to and and the chase during Klitschko is that he saw the decline there. He saw the easy he saw the holes to beat him, and you know now Klitschko's getting in there with what I would say um, is a more athletic, younger fighter in uh, in Anthony Joshua. But not only that, he's going in there with a guy who, you know, has probably more KO power, just that more ability to seek and destroy. And so maybe that'll work out being easier for Klitschko. I don't know. It's sometimes weird when you look at these just defensive uh, monsters that, that Klitschko can be where he's going to clinch you and, and hold you at the end of his jab, and it's going to be very, very methodical. If Anthony Joshua can get out to a lead like Tyson Fury did in that fight, can he have an opening where he can put him down? You know, Klitschko's a guy. He's been knocked out before. But 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 much you know much earlier in his career, it's it's something that has uh, has been able to be fixed. But it is it is a thing with him. You know, he is a guy who's 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 been vulnerable before. The thing that's going to be interesting with this is when does Tyson Fury come back? Because really, the heavyweight division, as crazy as it is, and he says that he's you know he's making this comeback. He's you know healed. And that he's going to lose his weight and he's going to come back. He's a guy who's always gotten fat between fights. Um, but if he is kind of over all of the uh, the nonsense, when does he come back and when does he get his title shot? And does does the uh, the you know does the he's got this whole thing with the British Commission? Are they going to let him right away in there to get a title shot? Because he is he is the legit heavyweight champion of the world right now. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's, you know, you talk about the, the WBA, WBA title, super, t- super belt, regular belt, all that stuff. You got Shannon fighting for the WBA regular title in, the, in, a, in about a month's time, five weeks time in, at the Hard Rock, which we can't wait for. And you got Klitschko and Joshua fighting for the quote unquote super WBA. There's no, there's no difference between them both. I mean, they're both going to be looking at it as having a piece of the championship to me. Um, because right now the lineal champion should be Tyson Fury. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way it should be looked upon. Um, you know, he got his belts taken away for the drug use and I get it, but you know, we can all look upon this and say to those guys, yeah, until, until, uh, until those guys step into the ring with that guy, it's hard to, it's hard to claim anybody as the heavyweight champion, not Deontay Wilder, none of these guys, it's hard to claim as any of them as the heavyweight champion until they beat Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury beat the man. He beat Vladimir Klitschko. You know, whatever you thought about the performance, whether you thought it was uh, heavyweight-like, whether you thought it was uh, visually pleasing, he beat him. He beat him fair and square. And, you know, he, he's he been dealing with a lot of personal demons. But if he is ready to come back, uh, that guy's kind of got to be recognized as the man. It's a lot like what's going on with uh, with John Jones and Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, a lot of uh, a lot of the backlash that he gets 
is because people don't look at him as the man. They look at him as the guy who still needs to beat John Jones to get that type of respect. And I almost think that, you know, if he doesn't end up beating John Jones, which I, which I don't think he's going to, I think John's just got, He's got the size, he's got the reach, he's got the ability to stop Daniel, he's got the ability to take down Daniel, um, and and, and you know, Daniel just hasn't been looking as good over his recent fights. His Anderson Silva performance, not impressive. The the Anthony Joshua fight, this is a, I mean, he, beat, he, he handled Anthony, uh, Anthony Johnson quite well, you know, but you had the weight issues, you had the sketchiness around the weigh-in, he's saying it's his last fight at 205. Now, obviously, this will probably be his last fight at 205. Um, you know, but he'll probably be a guy that people are going to respect even more when, if he doesn't have the championship, like he'll get more acceptance. You remember there was a thing with, back in the day, with uh, Timothy Bradley. And Timothy Bradley got that robbery win over Manny Pacquiao. It's looked upon as one of the worst decisions in recent boxing history. And... Man, that was kind of like the 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 dawn of social media and people really having access to Tim Bradley to to say really mean bleep to him and, and pick on him and belittle him. And, you know, in, in the end, that wasn't Tim Bradley's fault. Yeah, maybe he should have been a little less uh, trying to uh, have us prove if we looked at the, the Bigfoot footage that he won that fight, didn't win that fight. But he's, you know, I remember him saying afterwards that he probably would have been better off losing that fight he would have been looked upon as hey you know what that guy hung with Manny Pacquiao not the guy who looked like he he was on the end of a screw job with Manny Pacquiao um and I think with Daniel he's going to be looked upon as a guy who for the longest time was kind of just the the just the just the placeholder while John was figuring bleep out and you know, D.C. should probably be more respected by the fans. I mean, this is a guy who, strike force, heavyweight champ. This is a guy who came down, was one of the best guys at 205, had never had an unwillingness to fight John Jones, was always willing to fight him. These guys had a really classic rivalry, and he's maybe not just better than the best fighter ever. I mean, there's no shame in that. There's really not. Um, but... You know, he might starting to be he might start to be turning the corner with the with accepting how the fans are reacting to him. But this heavyweight fight that's coming up is interesting because, you know, Anthony Joshua, I think if you're a boxing fan and what is going to be the best for the future? I, I mean, I just think that more years with the Klitsch goes on top. They're another one where they, they they had a long time of people not respecting them. A lot of that had to do with, you know, Vitaly never got to dethrone Lennox Lewis. And a lot of people thought he was on his way too, and that got that fight got stopped. Um, so they never had they never got to have that that golden moment of actually beating the man. But you know, they they reigned over that division for a long time. There was a lot of cherry picking. They the and the the unfortunate also the unfortunate thing is it it felt like they almost took the heavyweight title hostage because you know it would be all the fights would be on in Germany 
in two in the afternoon, you never even knew that the heavyweight title was fighting. This fight is going to be at a different time. I mean, it's going to be in the middle of the afternoon, but, you know, at least you got some new blood into it and you feel like, hey, if Anthony Joshua wins this fight and he's got an upcoming fight with Tyson Fury, that, man, that's a, that's a huge fight. They should do that fight over here. They should have those guys come over here. That should be in the fight capital of the world. And I just think that with the glitch goes on top, I just think that there's this reaction that people have to them that they don't want to see the Klitschko's fight, man. They just, it's not, it's not about it. I mean, the most interesting thing to happen to Vladimir Klitschko over the last 15 years is Shannon Briggs knocking him off a wakeboard. And we never even got to see that fight, which sucks. So, I, you know, if Klitschko ends up winning this fight, or if Joshua ends up winning this fight, I gotta imagine either one of them is gonna be facing Tyson Fury next. I gotta imagine that suspension is gonna be lifted, and that they're going to try and make that happen because that's the huge money fight. You know, does a Deontay Wilder get to jump into the group? I mean, he's certainly looking for some type of uh, credibility, and you know, with 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 his matchups lately, you know, he's just been fighting guys who are just not super impressive and i think he's looking for that kind of that kind of you know that 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 fight to really legitimize him in this kind of standing i don't think anybody puts deontay wilder with those guys with those three guys and 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 i know that he wants to be up there um you know and and we'll see what ends up happening with two with uh with shannon's fight coming up in in june and what does that put him into the mix does if 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 Klitschko ends up losing to Anthony Joshua, then do we get to see maybe Shannon take on Klitschko? Because I think that fight was going to happen. I think if 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 Klitschko never would have ended up losing to Tyson Fury, which nobody thought he was going to lose that fight, then we would have ended up seeing the grudge match. And I think that fight is always going to have juice. Shannon versus Klitschko, no doubt. Um, but this is a huge fight coming up next weekend. This is This is going to kind of determine whether or not the Klitschko reign is officially over because I think if he does end up losing to Anthony Joshua now you're talking about okay he's lost to two guys who are 27 and 28 years old does he really belong in the mix anymore does 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 Klitschko he's obviously got the Klitschko name is always going to have value to it as a foil I think I think it's always gonna be a name you can build off of I don't necessarily know if you want it carrying the heavyweight division though anymore. I really think it, I think it, I think the strap being off Klitschko is a huge, huge deal. I think it's a great thing for boxing and I think it's a great thing for the heavyweight division. And I've, I've, I've been saying now for a while, I think that the heavyweight division is the most interesting division in boxing. I really do. I think, and, and we haven't been able to say that for a long time. Um, but it had a huge miss last year as far as Tyson getting suspended and nobody being able to figure out a damn match. It really uh, and and Deontay getting hurt. Um, it was a huge miss last year. I mean, it, it had an opportunity off 2015 with all the buzz you had between all these guys talking bleep to one another and being able to set up matches with one another. It had a huge opportunity and it dropped the ball. It dropped the ball. And this is the opportunity for everybody to pick up the ball this summer and run. You know, you know, Deontay got back in the ring. It's good to see him back in action. You know, you got Tyson Fury looking like he's coming back. Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko are going to be fighting. Shannon Briggs is going to be fighting. 
this could be the year where they pick it back up and people can get stoked about this division again. It really can be. Um, but it's uh, it's been it's been it's it really really it had that opportunity last year and you hope it doesn't get screwed up because this is a this could be the start next week of a real real beautiful second half of 2017 for the heavyweight division. Some updates with McGregor and Mayweather seem like there's some legitimate movement as far as those two getting into a ring with one another. We'll get that for you next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin here with you. Seaman Tommy Guns will be back next week as we'll dive into uh, what went down in Johnny London. Couple texts roll in. Joshua beat the bleep out of Fury. Stop with this BS. I saw there was this uh, report out of the mirror. This week, that apparently uh, back in the day, the the pair sparred about six years ago. This is according to the Mirror, and uh, Joshua wobbled Fury a few times. But hey, man, whatever you think that is, uh, whatever you think will happen in that fight, I I don't even necessarily disagree with that texter. I think his point is fine, but I just don't think it could be dismissed. Tyson Fury just can't be just brushed aside. The guy's the champ. It is. I mean, like. He lost he lost his titles because he went a little crazy with the you know with with some mental issues and with with drug use and so yeah it was because of his own devices much like it was with with John Jones but you know it can't be looked at as oh yeah well his title doesn't count not counts man it counts it sucks that he wasn't able there there to defend it but I can't just forget what happened especially if Klitschko wins I mean, I guess you you could do it a little bit more. Let's say if if Joshua ends up going out there and he knocks out Vladimir Klitschko, cold. Um, you know, certainly I think more legitimacy is going to be put behind Anthony Joshua, and that's going to be looked at as the best win of his career. But you can't just say like, "Hey, Tyson Fury's nothing." Nah, he did beat Vladimir Klitschko. Whatever whatever you thought of that fight, he won. He won. He had all the belts. And I think those two, I think Joshua versus Tyson Fury is going to be great because you got two guys, they're not even 30 yet. They're almost opposites of each other. Like Tyson Fury is this fat, hairy, you know, dude who's like on the outskirts of society, doesn't give a bleep with what he says. Anthony Joshua is just absolutely uh cut out of of granite and you know is like the polished olympian wonder boy it's just like you know that that kind of just makes it itself and michael todd uh instagrams into us put him in the ring with a champ lights out let's go champ i'm with you man but we know how this is it's almost like you're fighting a battle you can't win these rat bastards just uh, they stay ducking on the champ all of them klitschko you know deontay wilder all of them david hay so I mean, I but but the, but the thing is, if Champ ends up winning his fight, if he ends up getting that win at the Hard Rock and getting some gold around his waist, becoming the first ever three decade heavyweight champion, then the, you know it's going to be hard to ignore him. You can't you're gonna you can't shut the Champ out, and he's worked so damn hard. But you know, it sucks. It's like every time we think the Champ is close, everybody's gonna the 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 doors close on him from these the boxing uh, ivory tower on high all the promoters and their television contracts, which I don't get. Like, hey, man, nobody loves Shannon Briggs uh, 
the, the the story more than us. Like we, all of us here who love this show, we love Shannon Briggs, and we love the fact that this has all happened in our backyard. And the guy's been doing this with uh, with nothing but a, with a with a cell phone camera and social media. I just think it's a it's a beautiful story of uh, redemption. And if he ends up winning this title, which is going to be June third, is hell five weeks away. Man, that's going to be awesome. What a story that would be to think where he was and to have that moment in his town where it's kind of like his his second adopted home. He's got he's got Brooklyn, New York. He's got now he's adopted by all the fans down there in London where he's like a superstar and he's got down here, man. So that's a cool story no matter what. But uh, speaking of boxing, I wanted to get into this a little bit before we get out of here. It seems like seems like there's some interesting movement happening with Mayweather and McGregor. And here's what moved down. And I know that people, some people are tired of it. Some people can't get enough of it. I'm somewhere in between. If there's legitimate stuff to be interested in, here's the things I'm done with. I'm done with Floyd saying, sign the contract. I'm done with Floyd saying, um, I'm done with, with Connor saying, ah, I deserve, and you deserve, you need to be on my own. I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear from now are, what I, what I want to hear from now are people who can actually get the deal done. We know they want to fight. We know that's the fight they want. I'm almost, and, and this is crazy, but I'm almost done with hearing from the fighters. I'm almost done with hearing from McGregor and Mayweather. Until Mayweather Instagrams out or Snapchats out or whatever the hell he does, that the fight is done, deal, we're fighting in September. I'm done with hearing those guys. But there was something interesting this week. And the interesting thing that's been moving is, how much Dana White's been involved because it seemed like months back, this was all just something he wanted to brush aside. He thought it was going to be bad for the sport. And now it seems like he's fully full gone involved. And he talked this week, he was on Colin Cowherd's show and he said that, you know, Floyd's going to make uh, what he thinks is going to be North of a guaranteed hundred. Connor's going to make a guaranteed 75 mil. Connor, Went on his Instagram and he says, how does that sound to all you? And that's not even including what the pay-per-views will be and the endorsements will be. So Connor seems happy on his side. The interesting thing is, I wonder, is WME, IMG, the UFC, whatever the hell the letters you want to put together, are they are they going to try and facilitate this deal just by themselves? Is it just going to be a UFC presentation, special boxing event? That's going to be super interesting. And if that is the case for them, if that is the case, I don't know. Obviously, they're going to have to throw Mayweather promotions up there somewhere. But we know who's really going to be pushing the weight here if that's the case. The UFC, WME, IMG, all those letters. If that's the case, I'm telling you, man, this is what they need to do. They need to put a cage and a ring that same night, have a super night for the UFC to promote their sport and launch it. Launch it. Um, But... I do wonder what's going to happen when Dana does walk into that room with uh, the Mayweathers, which he says is the next movie. He says he's told uh, Colin this week, he said, hope to have McGregor done within the next couple of days. And then, you know, we'll move over to Floyd's side and see what what's what. But it is a long way coming from I got a better chance of playing for the Patriots in the Super Bowl or, you know, offering them each twenty five million just to throw out an offer. Um you know, it seems like Dana White's really trying to make this thing happen. It seems like he's really trying to do right by 
uh, his golden pony in Conor McGregor that he knows that, you know, Conor's done a lot for that company. He's a big reason why it sold for as much as it did. It's a big reason why Dana White's got a big fat $400 million account in his, uh, in his bank right now. So making this fight happen, I think if the UFC is heavily involved, I think it's only going to make money for everybody. But I love the fact that the UFC is pretty much taking ownership of it. I think that, I think that would be huge if they are just kind of the face of all this, if they're doing all their production behind it. Because make no mistake, UFC, the way they do production and presentation, I mean, they can blow it out of the water. I'm not saying that Showtime and HBO don't do a good job. They do. But a lot of the, one of the things that drives me crazy, like you ever see a boxing commercial these days? I mean, it still looks like it's straight out of 1997. You know, you'll have Mayweather and Pacquiao. Even the biggest fight ever, it was still like one guy faces each, one guy faces a guy, the other guy faces a guy, two fists go at each other and they like explode. I'm like, what is this? Rocky Four? We got we have the Soviet glove and the American glove coming at each other and they go into confetti. No, man. Like the UFC, they do it right. They they know how to put together a good ad. So their production behind it, um, if they're the big money behind this and making this thing happen, I think that's huge. I think it's going to make the fight look cooler, younger, uh, just come off better. I, I just think it's fantastic. So that'll be interesting. The other the other news, uh, some other news and notes that we got, uh, Ronda Rousey got engaged this week, so congrats to her and to Travis Brown. And 214 is looking like it's going to be uh, a hell of a card, as we said. John Jones, Daniel Cormier, that looks like that's going to happen. UFC 214, John Jones, Daniel Cormier, too. Uh, and there's also reports that Chris Cyborg, Jermaine Durandamy are going to fight for the 145 women's title. And that will be a, that'll be fantastic. Uh, should be Holly Holm in that cage with Chris Cyborg after all the shenanigans that went down with Durandamy, and she won that fight anyway. But um nonetheless chris cyborg getting uh some gold around her waist will uh will uh, be a good look for the ufc she can be uh she can be a monster star if they have the right promotion behind her and they've been really reluctant with it understandably so there's been some sketchiness behind her um but that's what we got going on next week anthony joshua vladimir klitschko i'm going anthony joshua with the win i think he's gonna end up beating klitschko and we'll end up getting uh tyson fury anthony joshua sometime either later this year or early next year but I, um, I don't think you can be very encouraged with what you saw with uh, Vladimir Klitschko the last time he was in the ring. And all this time off can't be great for a guy of his age. So I'm going to go with uh, the youngin beating him next week. Uh, so we'll have full results of that for you. We'll start previewing Canelo versus Chavez Jr. A lot of boxing over the next two weeks as uh, mixed martial arts going to take a bit of a break on the calendar. Thanks, for everybody, for tuning in. You missed the end of the show. You can download the podcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 